no, no plunder on TV will ever get a job again. <laughs> Back again after what was a very convincing 15-0 win on the futsal court tonight. Uh, uh, we're playing football, we're talking football, which just 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 thought it's everywhere at the moment, isn't it? Non-stop. It was, it was it was good to be back out there. A couple goals for you today? I think I scored maybe one or two, but yeah. it was that's, that's it one was, or two more than I It was I the scored. Baker show. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, welcome back to the 40-yard switch. <laughs> Uh, I realised listening to, past, uh, to the past few episodes we've done that I actually haven't said welcome back to the 40 yard switch in like the past three but... I noticed that you didn't do it last week <laughs> <laughs> but we just got straight into the action yeah. which is also which good. also meant that I had kind of got lost track I've lost track until I upload the episode of what episodes were on but this is definitely episode 31 so this is 31 yes yeah. 31 yeah didn't celebrate the big 3-0 yeah well I, I did on Instagram but not, not in, in, in episode <laughs> not live no 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 um all right, so a lot's happened. Yeah, well, yeah, we weren't sure who was going to get appointed. And then uh, we, I think I asked you who's Ralph Ragnick in the kitchen the other day. <laughs> yeah, and then I go, uh, oh, no, you go, you go, have you heard of Ralph Ragnick? I'm like, as of this morning, I have, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, what apparently the, the God, was he the godfather of the Gangan Press? Yeah, yeah, the godfather of the Gangan Press. Uh, or the men- grandfather. Oh, maybe the grandfather, yeah, yeah true. true. <laughs> uh, mentor to Jurgen Klopp and Thomas Tuchel and Julian Nagelsmann, apparently. Yeah, true. Um, and yeah, uh, has never managed that high profile a club, but has managed successfully in uh, Hamburg, Schalke, I think, I think uh, Hoff- Hoffenheim. Hoffenheim, right? yeah. And also, yeah, so those three clubs. And then also was had some sort of like board role at Zenit, which he left to come to join United. Moscow. Yeah, Moscow. Oh, Moscow. Yeah. Spa- Lo- locomotive, locomotive, Moscow. Moscow. Yeah. yeah, and um, yeah. Apparently, he's been sort of behind the scenes at, at the at some of the RB Leipzig um, stuff. Oh yeah. yeah, he was. Yeah, he was a big reason. The reason they were yeah rent from strength to strength and money <laughs> and money. Yeah, <laughs> money and Ragnik. Uh, but yeah, so he won't be in charge for the Arsenal game, which we'll touch on yeah, later because that because of visa troubles. Um, so that will be Carrick's last game, but. Uh, how do we judge uh, Carrick's? Uh, or it's going to be three game, but two games so far tenure. <laughs> I mean, I there's, there's not much you can really read small into. Small sample size, <laughs> but I feel like it's just been a classic. The players bounce back a little bit after the after a managerial. Ch- I feel like that always happens. Yeah. Um, yeah, and what he played with three defensive midfielders against against, against Chelsea. Chelsea. Yeah. <laughs> It's an interesting setup. Oh, interesting seeing Bruno as a false nine. Yeah, did you yeah. like it? I don't think he had a very good game. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone in the United game had an overly good game, though. I mean, Sancho had a good game, but yeah, I mean, Sancho had a good moment. I don't know if he had a good game because, yeah. like, if you look at the average average uh, pitch position of all the players in the first half against Chelsea, there's one of them that's across halfway, uh, yeah. and that was the case for much of the game, and then. Uh, costly error from our our favourite player Jorginho <laughs> yeah you absolutely loved that oh god you were going off for the other night yeah <laughs> perhaps a little bit too enthusiastic about seeing another player uh, mess up like that 
Yeah, but, but, but I, I, th- I think to be fair to him, if, if the touch is better, he still does have a bit of time, but he just absolutely butchers he, the, he, touch. the touch. The touch is better. He has a little bit of time, but he's they were he was probably going to be under the pump to get rid of that ball pretty quickly. And also, if he brings that ball down, he's probably going to go back to the keeper anyway because he's going to realize I'm under the pump here and a, a, a pass out wide or through the lines is not really feasible. So what I don't get is why a player like doesn't just first touch back to the keeper. It's it's also a hard like you know bringing it down and playing first time is also difficult. So True. it's in a bit of a rock then, and a hard but then place. If, if that's going to be hard, then just lob it back into the United's half. Yeah, I just think there was other options that yeah. were safer. But anyway, um, yeah, he he definitely didn't didn't make the best choice, and it was a bad touch. But yeah, also Sancho did very well. Yeah, like he saw it and. Yeah, sat Mendy down, yeah, which, which isn't too easy to do. He seems to finally have it clicking, or starting to click anyway. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say he's fully firing all cylinders yet, but past few games, he's really starting to look like the beginnings of a player that United wanted. I think the thing is, and something that I potentially didn't notice, I'm not really sure how I didn't notice it, but yeah, but apparently he's not been being played, he's not... Oli didn't play him on the right. No, very is often, which weird, is bizarre. He, yeah, he's a, like it wasn't even really considered a right winger for Dominic. He was just a right midfielder. Like, yeah, and yeah, I think yeah. I suppose in, in terms of what you can take out of Carrick's two games in charge so far, probably to, probably Sancho. Yeah, and the fact that maybe Ronaldo isn't going to be always starring for United. Yeah, and also a, a hint of defensive stability, or no. One goal conceded in two games. <laughs> no Harry Maguire. <laughs> no Harry Maguire, this is true. Did he not play against um, Villarreal either? No. Uh, I don't I don't think so. Potentially a sign of things to come. So this brings us on to the next thing. Uh, how do we think Ralph Ragnick will set up the team and certain players that we feel maybe should or shouldn't be playing week in, week out for United? We'll start off with the setup. The setup, I, I think it would be a, a 4-3-3. Yeah. I reckon. I'm not sure if that's influenced how Carrick set up, because I can't remember off the top of my head how they set up against Villarreal. I don't remember either. Yeah. Anyway, I, I think it'd probably be a 4-3-3. Four, four, three, three. No, I think it was 4-2-3-1 against Villarreal. I think it was Van der Beek and a defensive midfielder. Uh, no, sorry, it was two defensive midfielders and Van der Beek, two wingers, and Ronaldo up top. Yeah. I think playing a 4-3-3 potentially helps with trying to fit Ronaldo into the team too, I feel like. Having that extra midfield body to defend and press. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And I, th- I think in terms of players that should or, or shouldn't play, I think it just needs to go back to essentially how it should always be. If you don't play well, then you get dropped. 100%. And then, you know, another player gets given a chance. And I think that's something that just com- was completely lost under Ollie. It was literally the same team every single Yeah, he week. was critiqued every week for like having his favourites and sticking to them regardless of result or performance. Yeah. It's just something that you can't do. How do, how do, you, th- how do you think they'll set up? I think I, I agree with you. I think like you, you've really only seen uh, the Nagels, like sorry, not Nagels, the Tuchels and the Klops in the Premier League play a very. It's a three-four-three or it's a four-three-three. I don't think United's personnel suits a three-four-three, so I think four-three-three is the way to go. Uh, I, I, and then it's it's a case of figuring out. Who, which two midfielders you want to pair with Fernandez? Because Fernandez is a false nine; it's not going to work. I don't think long term, anyway. Yeah, I, I don't think so. I just, yeah, I think also the the wingers that they've got need a focal point. Yeah, yeah. and you can't pigeonhole Fernandez as like a wide 
attacking player like you can like a Bernardo Silva or a Phil Foden that's not going to work yeah so I think it's yeah it's 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 figuring out who you play behind Fernandez or just behind or in a line with Fernandez I think it'll probably be two sitting and like the three will be two sitting and one and Fernandez slightly ahead but still like a block of three um and then yeah I probably you'd have Rashford and Sancho from here on out like that makes the most logical sense to me yeah, and then it's just a case of Greenwood, Cavani, or Ronaldo up top, maybe rotating through those guys. I mean, the, I mean the obvious like choice to you know, most people would be like, oh, it's Ronaldo. You obviously start Ronaldo, but from a pressing standpoint, it may not be the most feasible thing, especially if he's going to play a high energy style. Like, like I saw that graphic that Sky Sports posted about like Ragnick's um, Leipzig side, where it was like they were first between first and third for every pressing and pressure metric in the Bundesliga and then United's current like currently 20 between 18th and 20th and all those same metrics yeah so it's a stark contrast um and yeah so I think Sancho and Rashford Rashford hasn't always been known for his like intense pressing but I think he's a very coachable player so he'll be fine with that Sancho comes from a team in Dortmund that did a lot of that it'll just be picking the right focal point up top yeah, I, I think it's I think it's probably Cavani, right? Mm. At this point, they had the most success last season with Cavani. Up he top. was he was immense last. I think that's part of the reason. And like Ronaldo's been good, but yeah, I think he's he's probably at, at this point. I think he has to sort of realize that maybe he is that sort of impact substitute. Yeah, every influence he has in games, it's always like at the end of the game. Like if he comes on, he'll like probably score. And I, I, I don't have like the stats in front of me, but I would love to know the percentage of his goals he scored second half to first half because like it would probably be almost all of them in the second half. I think in the Champions League, they're all all in the yeah. second half and all within like the last like twenty minutes. So yeah, but it, that's it is a very it's easier said than done. Yeah. 100%. Making him into a substitute. I know. <laughs> Turning one of the best players in the world and arguably the best goal scorer in the world uh, into a rotational... or well, not rotational, but like a... Rota- a rotational player, essentially. Because yeah. like, he, he'll start some games. You're not going to have him coming off the bench every game. But there will be certain situations, a la maybe against big teams, like your cities, your Chelsea's, your Liverpool's, where it's not feasible for him if he's not going to press. Or maybe Ralph Ragnick just goes, hey, mate, you're 36, you want to play till 40? That must mean you've got plenty of juice left in your legs. Show me then. Press. Yeah, and, you know, he's probably unlikely to say no, just, you know, how his, how his mentality is. Yeah. Like, he's going to give it a fucking... Yeah. But I also think in games, these big games where you need to be at 100%, of like the 90 minutes yeah it's going to be hard to pull off yeah but then also like you play you you could play him against you know a Norwich or a Watford or a Newcastle and he could you know score a hat-trick in 60 minutes and then you can sub him off yeah uh, yeah I mean it's it's going to be a very hard thing for him to do but I think the the good thing about the Ragnick appointment is that it just seems like United's board have made a good footballing decision it's, for it's, the first it, time in a yeah. long time. It seems like a really like uh, what's the word pragmatic astute, yeah. and astute uh, uh, signing. In terms of the defence, uh, speaking of uh, picking players on merit, uh, should Harry Maguire see some time on the on the sidelines? Should he warm the bench for a while? I think he he, he deserves it. Like yeah, it's we, we're talking about it off air and just um, off air. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're on air um, 
we were talking about it off air and just like the, the change from last season. He was incredible last season. Everyone's team of the season. This season, he has been like absolute rubbish mm-hmm. and he just, he needs to be dropped. But at the same time, who who do you, who's who's the best? It really depends on the, the centre-back fitness, hey? Yeah. Like if everyone's fit, I'd argue that right now it's probably Lindelof and, and Varane on, are probably the centre-backs you'd start on merit. But if Varane's never fit, then like, do you play Lindelof and Bay? Is that more feasible? Like, it's it's tough. It's very shaky, but I do feel at this point that, yeah, you you almost have to go down that route. Mm. Like, you can't keep playing Maguire when he's playing that poorly. No. Like, just yeah, just terrible. But yeah, so moving forward, if ever, in an ideal world, if everyone's fit, um, Luke Shaw, Wambasaka. Varane Lindelof, at least for now, if Maguire may find some fitness by being dropped, I mean, some fitness, some form by being dropped, uh, then what are we saying? We're saying Fred and Van der Beek and then Fernandez, Or are we sticking with two DMs, Fred and McTominay? I think, I think it'd be Fred, Van der Beek and Fernandez, Fernandez. as the three. Yeah. And then uh, Rashford, Cavani, Sancho. Yeah. With Ronaldo rotating into that striker position yeah yeah and also greenwood just moving in and out of either right wing mm-hmm. or, or and i know he's going to get potentially get sold in um january or leave a free under but i would like to see lingard rotated in to that yeah i think lingard's someone who would work well on the squad get pogba out of there <laughs> yeah pogba in my opinion as talented as he is pogba for the good of the team pogba really shouldn't see the starting 11 for at least till january yeah like it's just it's never conducive to like them putting in it all like you talk about just before like having the entire eleven switched on for ninety minutes against those big teams and how Ronaldo could negatively impact that Pogba could just as negatively impact that like he's he's got the same issues like he doesn't work hard enough off the ball you know he goes in and out of games like yeah I hundred percent agree and if if you're gonna have three in midfield and you've got Fred who's basically the the one breaker up of play. Like, it's very difficult. With, with Van der Beek, you've got someone who will also work hard to actually win the ball and does have creativity. Like, you saw in the Watford game, he was yeah creating lots. And, like, there of, seems to be this weird thing that Oli had where he's like, he, didn't, he couldn't see or envision Fernandez and Van der Beek playing in the same team for whatever reason. And maybe that's the thing that if you do it, it all of a sudden opens up so many more attacking avenues. Having yeah. two incredibly talented ball players on, on the pitch... Could, yeah. be, could, could do wonders for them and it's just yeah I think it, yeah, the big thing it comes down to is it just someone who is going to work harder for the team and, yeah, yeah absolutely so um, God we love talking about United <laughs> we, 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 we really do we really do uh, so we'll touch on United again in, uh, later in the episode when we do some uh, match previews but uh, moving on to the other end of the table I, oh, I mean yeah, I don't know, at the top of the table but <laughs> the bottom end of the table, the of the table. Uh, and another new manager uh, Eddie Howe so obviously this morning so obviously his his start to new life in Newcastle was a three all draw at Brentford and then lost two 0 to Arsenal and Arsenal were the deserved winners of that game but I wouldn't say Newcastle looked terrible and then a one all draw against Norwich this morning. It's it's a tough it's going to be a tough mountain to climb. He's yet to get his first win. He's had two decent chances to get it against Brentford and Norwich. And we were talking off off air before about the run of games that they've got coming up. Uh, 
that I can't, I can't remember off the top of my head. But the next the next five games for them are Burnley. They have to win, and they probably should have won today against Norwich because then it's Leicester at home, Liverpool at home, and then oh no, sorry, Leicester Liverpool away, and then Man City Man United at home. Yeah, look, that's that's zero points from four games right yeah. there. Like I don't see that happening uh, so yeah it's a must win against Burnley they're, they're, they're on six points no seven points um, it's it's not it's it's going to be a really tough task and like how's he going to turn it around really yeah I, I just think that's that's the thing the squad's just not very good sorry but yeah like yeah there yeah. was that reshuffle of managers so now, now Norwich are looking good they look like they could almost survive well, obviously Watford have had a pretty good resurgence under Ranieri Leeds just look like they're starting to turn a corner and then it's Everton <laughs> <laughs> and Everton we're, aren't getting relegated we're sliding quick but yeah I, I mean if I had to bet on it I would say that Newcastle Burnley and Southampton were, were would be going down yeah Eddie Howe's got a massive job and like just it'd be it would be funny if they yeah. got relegated it would be really funny but I, I, it would be funny in terms of like you know billionaire oil money team gets relegated it wouldn't be funny in the case that I don't want to see Eddie Hale fail because I like him as a person but um, who like who do we think two okay, just just say like they're, it's January and they're not going to go ham but like two absolute must signings to pretend, that potentially could save their season in January you don't have to name players just like positions or type of player I reckon it's a, a centre back who can play the ball a bit better next to next to Lascelles. Yeah, and then, he's, well, he's got Fernandez and Shah on either or Kieran Clark on either side of him. And Kieran Clark, who basically lost the game for him, he got a red card in the ninth minute this morning. It's just like, like what are you doing? Anyway, <laughs> yeah. it, it was terrible. It was last man, and he just yeah. pulled him back. It's just know, silly just stuff. Um, I think the other one would be essential midfielder. They're, they're pretty pretty lukewarm. A defensive takes. midfielder or a box to box or. I reckon a defensive midfielder. I reckon they've someone to like screen. So they just need to shore up defensively and then just use Maximan and because I feel like Willett can be that box to box a bit more. Yeah, like true. he's he's good enough for that. Yeah. What do you what, what do you think? I would one hundred percent agree. Uh, I would say that if they can squeeze in um, a fullback, because yeah, I, I think. The side that Richie doesn't play on, the other side, I don't, I don't Mankeo, know. Mankio? It's it? Mankio or Jacob Murphy or one of those guys. They're rubbish. Yeah. Um, they could nab... Richie, like... Richie does a job. He does. A, he's, a, he's a serviceable player, but like they need way more. Like like Nothing happens down that right flank for them. Yeah. I think a good transfer, actually, <laughs> strategically, not yeah. tacni- tactically. Nab like Max Aaron's from Norwich. <laughs> oh, true. Like he is class and potentially the best player at Norwich. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can give you can give him Jamal Lewis. Give Jamal Lewis back to Norwich. Yeah, in exchange. In exchange. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I think that would be a good signing. Pretty yeah, so like a right back, uh, a centre back who just is a bit better than Char or Fernandez or Kieran Clark, and that's not a very high bar to pass. And a better a defensive midfielder better than Isaac Hayden again not a or Matty Longstaff or Sean Longstaff again not a hard bar to pass yeah and those are the, yeah those are th- those three signings could potentially save them and I think Eddie Howe probably knows that too yeah um but yeah I think offensively between Almiron that Maximan Callum Wilson Joel Linton as a raw eyes um uh it's 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 enough maybe to stay to to to, to score goals. 
Maybe. It's just going to be so... Like, after those four games... I suppose after those four games, they'll get into the window, they'll buy some players, but even after then, it's going to it's gonna take some while to gel, but... Yeah. you need Also, you need signings who are going to come in and make instant impact as well. The fight to avoid relegation is going to be hot this year. Yeah, it's going to be really hot. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's the pressure mounts, but I, I, I think Eddie as well, like... He's, he's like obviously he's managing he's a, like he's built a reputation and he's managing the Premier League, but he's a, he's a very switched on guy and he'll have multiple contingencies for various things that are going to happen, signings they're going to make and stuff like that. But yeah, it's one to watch for sure how the richest team in the Premier League avoids relegation. What a mad <laughs> sentence. <laughs> uh, anyway, moving on from that, we've got uh, another probably arguably the biggest piece of news in the past week, which was uh, the Ballon d'Or. Uh, yes. Um, so everyone and their dog knows that uh, Lionel Messi was awarded his record seventh, breaking his own record of six uh, Ballon d'Or. Uh, a lot of controversy about it, or not controversy, but a lot of uproar about it, saying uh, Lewandowski was robbed. Sam, uh, initial thoughts before I give you mine. <laughs> We've talked about this a little bit off air anyway, but you know, let's just rehash it. Yeah. Um... My thoughts are basically that Lewandowski deserved it last year. Um, but yeah, I, I I think Messi did enough, especially winning the, the international trophy. He did very well to keep Barca sort of in the race for the Liga last yeah. season, which was no mean feat. And, like pe- and people realize that now. Like yeah, and pe- people like don't talk enough about the fact that he had like 20-something Man of the Match awards last year. Like, like more than 20 Man of the Match awards in a 38-game season is ridiculous. Yeah. If anyone in the Premier League or any other league had that, or anyone that wasn't Messi had that, people would be like, this is incredible. Like, it's just, Messi just has such a high standard now that it's just like, seemed not as good. Yeah, I, I think it is also just a thing where just generally people get sick of the same people winning things yeah. and they just like jump onto a narrative that Lewandowski... Like Lewandowski did well. Like he's in like a team, that Bayern team that are just incredibly good. Yeah. I and also, scored a bag of goals. Yeah. And won a lot of trophies in 2020. Yeah. So I mean, to be fair, his goals per game ratio this season as well, or in 2021 as well, is really is really good. But by the same token as well, like... He won the Bundesliga. It's a, it's like what for the ninth time in a row or something like that. That Bayern have won it, and he, he won the DFB Pokal, the German Cup again. Very rarely does anyone else win that, but Bayern. And then yeah, it it sucks. It sucks for Lewandowski because he's he's his national team sucks. I said sucks a lot in that sentence, but anyway, <laughs> um, it's it, it's really unfortunate for that because if he if he paid for a half decent nation and they made like a semi final, made it to the semi finals or something, maybe he gets a shout at winning. Yeah, but it's just like it's it's hard. Like Messi not only won the Copa America, he led every single uh, uh, offensive metric in that tournament. And like not even that, like he was just like he, like there were some a couple of games here and there where like the final he had Rodrigo de Paul and Di Maria step up, and a couple other games where Martinez and the penalty shootout. But for the majority of the entire tournament, he was far and away clearly the best player in the tournament yeah and for the like, whole tournament yeah. yeah I think yeah it's just it's just very clear that the job of Messi winning the Copa America is a lot easier than the job of Lewandowski to even, a lot harder to, to, yeah yeah <laughs> a lot harder for Lewandowski to even you know get into the knockout stages of the Euros yeah well probably you know get into the late stages of the knockouts yeah, yeah. so 
Yeah. I mean, you can say a lot of things about who deserves yeah. it or not. I do uh, the, think... The Ballon d'Or is very... I, I always find it very strange. It's weirdly political, I feel like, as well. Yeah. And it, it's run by journalists. Did you see the stuff that came out about R- Ronaldo hitting yeah. back at the journalist who said that Yeah, thing weird. With, very know. weird. Um, and then also, like, they like the statues in Paris of, like, the seven statues. No, what was that? And they put, like, seven gold statues in Paris for, like, the seven Ballon d'Ors that Messi's won. It's, like, it kind of seems like you had an agenda because he plays for Paris. I'm not, I'm not saying that, either, but, like, a French, a French football organization based in Paris for the p- player that plays in Paris. Yeah. It's just kind of like... <laughs> it's also just not surprising that football's corrupt, but... You know, yeah, not at <laughs> all. It's getting political. But, um, yeah... <laughs> Uh, uh, but yeah, I think I, I do think also it was a farce that it even got banned, it even got uh, cancelled in twenty twenty because like for what reason there were like football got football got postponed, it didn't get cancelled. Yeah, like all the all the Champions League was concluded, all the leagues were concluded. Like there's no reason to not award the award. Like and yeah. Lewandowski one hundred percent should have won it that season. His stats were out of this world, and he won the Champions League. Like yeah. So yeah, maybe maybe in, there'll be enough pressure on them to retroactively do it like in two years, but could get this nice publicity. Yeah, <laughs> and really put them really put uh, France football or whatever they're called, you know, in the good light. But I don't I don't see it. But for, for me, yeah, like while Lewandowski probably did deserve help, at least definitely had a very good shout to win it this year. I do think Messi did, like by no I don't think he was by no means robbed this year. I think Messi had. Arguably, just as good a claim. Yes, he maybe didn't have the trophies, but if you look at it over the base of like this year, I know that he's had somewhat of a lean and injured run at uh, PSG over the past few months. But like the Copa America plus last season at Barcelona, like just yeah, like, and like like you said, like Barcelona are floundering now. Now they haven't got Messi. You know, yeah, it like, ju- it just goes to show how how he kept them very really relevant. Was. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, moving on to the last things we'll uh, cover and what we were talking about a little bit before. So match previews for this weekend. We're going to, just because I think it will be a closer game, we're going to start with United-Arsenal, just because not uh, the Merseyside derby. Okay. <laughs> Even though the Merseyside derby is probably a bigger game. Um, so still, Carrick's, this is Carrick's last game in, in charge. Do we think he sets up the same way against us as he set up against Chelsea, or if he plays, he thinks he, he underrates us a little bit, or probably not underrates us, but rates us not as much of a threat as Chelsea, so plays a little bit more expansive. I, w- I would say he'll play a little bit more expansive. Like I, I'd, yeah, I, I can't see him going with. I reckon Donny Van Der Beek will have a run. I don't, I don't see him playing that those three defensive midfielders again. Um, Do you reckon Ronaldo starts? Maybe, I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> I think it's, so. it's, I it's, think so. It's just very hard to tell, and it's very hard to tell whether you know Ragnik is already tr- like starting to call some shots and say like do this. Yeah, true. I think you Ronaldo. I think Ronaldo country. starts because Arsenal, while we've been good defensively this season, have shown to be a little bit lackluster offensively at times. Even the first half against Newcastle was much of that. Aubameyang not in great form. Saka looks like he might be injured. So I think he's he can be have a little bit more pressure off defensive uh, defensively for United, um, and then can commit a body or two more forward, and can also commit to playing Ronaldo. Um, so yeah, I think I would probably agree. Van der Beek starts. I would say Ronaldo does start. Um, 
and yeah, I think they'll be it'll be a four three three again probably, but it'll be a little bit more uh, less, a little bit less park the bussy than it was against Chelsea. Yeah, I think yeah, a, a bit more expansive. I I think for that reason, I reckon they're gonna leak a couple of goals. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna jump straight to my prediction. Yeah, so. go for it. I'm all ears. Two all. <laughs> Two all. Uh, I'm gonna. Oh, actually, no, with Saka injured, I was going to say we were going to win for the first time in ages. I haven't predicted us to win a game in a long time. Actually, no, that's wrong. I predicted us to win against Newcastle. But anyway. Um, first time you probably picked them to beat United for a while. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> at, at Old Trafford. Just just for the sake of not doing the same thing as you every week, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to stick to my gun. I'm, I reckon, I, I, I've got a, I, I'm quietly confident we could nab one here. I'm going like 2-1 us. I reckon Ronaldo might have one, but I also reckon we've been solid enough defensively to not let them score too many. And I also think um, our whole like uh, core dressing room and uh, like player group is a lot tight, more tight-knit and together than United is at the moment. I think the thing is that is sure about this game, if you know to play more expansively... They are gonna leak goals because they don't have a proper coach. Yeah, they've been playing that very defensive system for a long time, yeah. and they just the players just. And to be working. fair, even parking the bus against Chelsea, they still copped a yeah. lot of attempts. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think I think we can. We, we, our defense is good enough to nullify United. I think um, our back four is been apart from the Liverpool game <laughs> has been incre- has been very solid over the last two months. <laughs> Uh, um, apart from shipping four, <laughs> apart from shipping four against uh, Liverpool, but yeah, I, I, for the first time in a long time, I am predicting us to beat uh, one of the traditional big six. I'm going to say we're going to win two one. Uh, Very good. Then Merseyside derby. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, so this is at Goodison. What, one team's fighting for the title, and one team's fighting, fighting to, to avoid <laughs> fighting to avoid relegation. We've still got Decore, Mina. Calvert-Lewin, Gomez. I think Richarlison might be back. And Damari Gray. Is Dinius is still out? out. No, D- Dinius in. Dinius oh, in. in. So, okay. so you, got, could have, you would have... Is what about Coleman? Coleman's in. So you could have Coleman and... So it means you could actually have a right back and a left back and then Ben Godfrey and, so, and Keane. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's at least half decent. It's still all right. And I mean... It it says here they're still injured, but I, I have seen that um, Decore and Gray and Gomez are all back in light training. Okay. So I don't know. I wouldn't rush them back for this game. No. <laughs> it's it's not worth it. When I don't think Rafa's going to be setting up to try and beat them. Yeah. Yeah. Beat them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now take a point. Yeah. Um, I think it's just such a big mismatch here. There can probably be at least 3 0. <laughs> at least 3, yeah. Um, I'm going to go 2. I just reckon, just because it's a derby, Everton might. And his, recently, Everton have been a little bit more up for those games um, and have been able to take the emotion out of it a little bit too. Um, that I think they'll just be quite stick to your task defensively and Liverpool will break them down eventually, but it will be quite a close game. Mm. Yeah, it's a Goodison. You know, maybe that brings it down a little bit. Yeah. But anyway, I'll be up watching it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and there is uh, one other game I wanted to talk about. Oh yeah, Aston Villa, Manchester City. Gerrard's first big big test. 
And Grealish. And Grealish. Returning, Back to Villa Park. Returning home. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think he's returning from injury as well, so... Um, see what, you, see what Gerard, will win. <laughs> yeah, did you see what Gerard said about Villa fans should welcome Grealish back? Yeah, I, saw, I watched all that. Was, that was really well that. done. Yeah. yeah, and it was nice him sort of saying, you know, I went through a similar thing when I was in my playing days. Yeah, um, and he's a hundred percent right. He's done incredible things for Villa. He got them a hundred million pounds <laughs> and kept them in the Premier League. I mean, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think City City will be too good. I think City will be too good, but I think actually think this will be not that big of a blow up because I think the way Gerard's got Villa playing at the moment, they're going to fight absolutely tooth and nail for every single ball. Like they just seem so up for it past few games. Yeah. So I'm 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 not whether or not they nab a goal is here or there, but if I reckon they potentially could, and I'm looking at like a two one or a three one. Yeah, because City are obviously good, but like I think it'll be like, and if it is a three-one, it'll be like two-one for most of the game, and then City might grab like a late one. I think, yeah, I think City also have injuries. I, I yeah. think at least Laporte's out. Laporte's out. Um, oh, he, Guardiola did a press conference the other day where he's like, yeah, I remember watching missing that. a bunch of people. Either. Foden's out. Uh, De Bruyne is still out. Um, but yeah, there's definitely a few players they're missing. Fernand Torres, but yeah, I yeah. think they've been. Few... I mean, they've been doing fine without those guys, but like, yeah, you know, it's still absentees. And if the game, if if Villa are really up for it, you don't have that X factor in, in a De Bruyne or a Foden to bring on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think Aston Villa could show a bit of fight, but I, I also do think yeah, City have made better teams look like silly recently. Yeah. So yeah, the way they made PSG look. Like terrible, it was yeah, crazy, yeah. They've been tearing teams apart, and they did it to West Ham too. And everyone thought West Ham was shit hot, and they did it to Everton. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so maybe you're right. Three one, I reckon. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, I rate that. Wait, have I given a score? No. Three uh, <laughs> 0 Three 0 Okay, cool. Um, and yeah, that that'll uh, round us up. I reckon it's time for us to go make dinner. Well, what do you reckon? Yeah, it's just. It's great to have the snow back as well. Oh, yeah, the England. snow back. Games cancelled uh, uh, Turf Moor in Burnley. Um, love to see a Spurs game get cancelled. That's, <laughs> that's always funny. But yeah, uh, first time I've seen snow cancel the game in the Premier League in quite some time. Yeah. Yeah. So we look forward to more snow games uh, in the coming days and weeks. And uh, Christmas is just around the corner. Christmas football. <laughs> Here we go. All right. Uh, see you next week. <laughs>